0: Welcome to the Dell Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello everyone, Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell EMC Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to get into the world of healthcare and video surveillance. And our guest is Deborah Millen, who's the healthcare leader in Dell Technologies Video Surveillance Business Unit. And I understand you go by Deb, is that right?
1: Absolutely.
0: How are you doing today, Deb?
1: Great, thank you.
0: Could we start with a little bit of your background, please?
1: I actually started off my career as an engineer. So I had about 15 years of engineering experience, mostly designing networks, and certainly have had a couple of forays into designing border security for video surveillance. It actually prompted some interest in the healthcare area. I eventually became more supportive towards the healthcare vertical. I got my master's in healthcare informatics and really dove into the use cases in terms of video surveillance is most prevalent in the healthcare industry. I was working for companies like Cisco and Hewlett-Packard came on board with EMC, which is now Dell Technologies, and I'm here today as the healthcare leader for video surveillance, and it's never a dull moment.
0: So Deb, your background is a great segue into our first question. We hear a lot about video surveillance, and the first thing that comes to mind is usually the idea of perimeter security. How would you define video surveillance when it comes to healthcare?
1: That's a really good question, Bruce, and many times when I'm scheduled to speak with our account teams as well as the customers, a lot more interest arise out of the use of cameras within the respective healthcare organizations. So there's a much more broader use case as it applies to cameras. And we're seeing cameras as really part of an IoT conversation today because they have an IP address and they need to be managed. One of the main business challenges that I'm discovering, as well as the account teams and in my conversations with customers, is that healthcare is more broad. broad. Broad applications and business use cases around patient safety in surveillance need to find a much more efficient way to manage system security data and endpoint devices. Together we sort of explore the different use cases that are looking to deploy cameras, whether it be pharmaceutical management, whether it be patient monitoring, remote telehealth, or neonatal interest. There's a much more broad set of use cases that if we talk to the respective stakeholders within healthcare providers like the chief nursing officers, premise security, as well as the CIO, we get a much better feel for what their business use cases are and how we need to solve them.
0: We talk about the four pillars of healthcare IT transformation. Where would you place video surveillance across those four pillars?
1: Most people typically see video surveillance as part of a connected health um, pillar discipline, but truthfully, I see it spanning across all four of our pillars. So, one of our pillars is IT transformation, and really what that pillar is all about is being able to automate applications, being able to modernize the infrastructure, and to be able to provide a more scalable and resilient infrastructure for today's digital applications. So, video surveillance certainly applies to that, as we architect and engineer the infrastructure to support a much more high-performance capabilities for cameras and the respective video management server platforms. But we're also taking note that we're shifting more from physical to digital evidence. And IP camera adoption has become a newer replacement mechanism for the older analog cameras. And the the technology for cameras going up to 4K has much more in-depth capabilities with the pixel recognition and things of that nature. So surveillance data itself is really starting to look like more of an enterprise data infrastructure. The second pillar that we talk a lot about is our security transformation. and Of course, video surveillance speaks very broadly and very succinctly to security because it handles cybersecurity surveillance and it's gained global attention with customers as they're demanding a lot more security with their surveillance systems. Another pillar that we have is our analytics, our predictive medicine pillar, where video surveillance plays into as well, especially when we are taking the data that we get from our cameras and we're doing further analytic studies on it, like being able to identify certain individuals who maybe have blue pants and a red shirt, getting into facial recognition, using it within sleep studies and seeing different patterns and things of that nature. The fourth pillar would be the connected health pillar. Connected health has become a much more pervasive conversation in the provider market today because it's really changing the lives of our patients for the better. It's helping us care for our family, whether we're far away, whether we want to track our own wellness, and whether we want to be able to work with doctors across the healthcare continuum. So the field of medicine is really evolving from a much more digital practice where we do work with people and devices across the healthcare continuum. So Connect Health truly addresses that scope of conversation as well. So I would say it goes really across all four pillars.
0: Deb, you're obviously well-traveled. You're talking to a lot of healthcare IT customers and organizations. What are the main business challenges that you've come across that video surveillance helps to address?
1: The broader applications that we're seeing, the first thought in mind of video surveillance is premise security, and certainly that's low-hanging fruit when we're talking video surveillance in the healthcare market. But we're also seeing applications like patient monitoring. CMS had actually increased reimbursement levels last summer around patient monitoring and remote patient monitoring. So it allows for clinical caregivers who are certified clinical caregivers in addition to the physicians who can work with the remote patient, and it has a lot more more reimbursement advantages today than it used to. So certainly an uptick in remote patient health. We're seeing cameras being used in surgical procedure monitoring, where they're using those videos for educating their medical students. And unfortunately, while it's still a litigious world, some of those videos are being used for retention for those matters as well. But there's also a really great use case when you're working with hospitals that are tied to university medical schools to help with that surgical procedure monitoring. Other use cases are if you're working with an Alzheimer's business unit, for example, and you wanted to help with containing the Alzheimer's patients within certain zones because if they were to leave certain particular zones and escape onto public areas of transportation like roads and such, it's dangerous, certainly, and you're also going to be mitigating risk for that patient who could potentially get lost. Another and sort of very similar use case is with NICU, making sure that babies do not exceed the space between mother and baby. So in tandem used with the mother's RFID wristband, leveraging cameras in tandem with door locks. So if the baby should escape out of a particular zone, then we can use an in tandem door lock system and prevent the baby from being abducted. So certainly a good conversation to be had with overall baby abduction programs. Another use case we're seeing, Bruce, is around pharmaceutical management, particularly with behavioral management practices. There are certain individuals who are authorized to dispense medicine. And so having a camera on that particular area improves the security around the dispensing of that medicine. But in general terms for pharmaceutical management, whether it's behavioral health or whether it's a broad practice hospital, medicines that are being used for patients in-house have to be monitored on a routine basis anyway. Again, we don't want those medicines going into the wrong hands. So great practice there for surveillance. Another use case would be around sleep studies, and I would mentioned that as well. In tandem with hooking a patient up with telemetry devices to monitor their brain waves as well as their heart rates, they're also using video for multi-purposes. Number one is to see how long the patient is actually awake during the course of the night, whether they're shifting a lot, which could pose into other health concerns, whether they're in pain. Because of the new technology with cameras and the higher pixel demand, we can now have a greater sense of facial recognition. So if the patient is experiencing discomfort throughout the night, we have that feedback with the retained video. So there's a plethora of use cases that we bring to the table to discuss how we can improve the efficiency of not only their workforce, particularly with nursing, and there is still quite an ongoing nursing shortage today, and if we can adopt a more patient-monitoring type of solution to augment the clinical staff on the nursing force and controlled maybe by a central command control where we can alert nurses if a patient is trying to get out of the bed, and oftentimes the alarms in the bed Trigger erroneously. So, having a tied-in camera that also, by the way, we have a great partnership with Genetec, who produces a software that blurs the identity of patient, we can apply. Patient monitoring within the rooms once the patient is admitted to monitor their overall safety. So, when we have erroneous alarms going off in a bed, we can also tie it with a camera and making sure they're not getting up and walking around unattended. So, a huge value on implementing sort of an overall patient fall reduction program.
0: Deb, that's a plethora of really interesting use cases around video surveillance. What would you say is the one key point that's helping to drive home business value for video surveillance?
1: Well, we look at how hospitals have evolved over the course of the last decade. There's a lot of mergers and acquisitions going on. Hospitals are acquiring brick-and-mortar clinics. The brick-and-mortars are still prevalent for maybe cardiovascular institutes or oncology institutes. So the point I'm making is that from a geographic perspective, healthcare systems can become quite dispersed and disparate. What we bring to the table is we're working to bring really simplicity as well as scalability and central management to surveillance and healthcare. So our customers can focus on patient experience. They can focus on patient safety and overall improve patient outcomes. That's probably one of the most highly stressed points that any technology vendor can bring to a healthcare provider is to be able to have a say on how they improve patient outcomes while greatly reducing their risk, certainly, and increasing compliance.
0: This concludes Part 1 of our podcast. Check back for Part 2, where Deb explains how all the unstructured data created by video surveillance is stored, managed, and often siloed today. Dell's solutions for video surveillance, starting with Dell's software-defined hyperconverged video surveillance platform that manages video from edge to cloud, as well as solutions from UDS, VMware, and Dell's exhaustive lab certification against leading video surveillance systems. Deb also explains where to find more information and offers her final thoughts.